0: Come on, Peter. I need I need some peter.
1: Oh, he's here. <laughs> we got us a peter. <laughs> Boy. <Boing. clears throat> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I reckon I like them French fried peters. <clears throat>
0: Mouthy Broadcast, everyone. Hi, I'm Jenny. I'm Lauren.
2: I'm French Fried Peter.
0: <laughs> you Frenchy. <laughs> You're gonna try to start talking me in to moonshine? Wee wee wee. Sell the moonshine. This is uh, the worst fucking French accent ever. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs>
1: you know it's great for podcast silence <laughs> i thought peter was gonna add to that joke i thought so too
2: i i can't do a french accent
1: well neither can i that never stopped <laughs> that was, me <laughs> i can guys that was a great french accent that was that was amazing i thought and you were actually from like Paris all of our french listeners and half of our canadian listeners just turned off our podcast
0: <laughs> fuck you anyway frenchy
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh so how's everyone today this is the first time that i have ever been dressed and uh sh- showered and dressed um before we recorded since well, we started our new recording schedule
0: i'm not so i mean like, i think it balances out
1: mm-hmm.
0: i had a, a busy little morning guys so what are you up to this morning
1: oh what am i up to what am i up to so uh like a month ago i announced on here that uh we were going to be uh filming a documentary on red vein and it started it's underway uh, the wow. crowdfunding campaign has kicked off on Indiegogo, and I've been a busy little beaver. Um, <laughs> beaver. Yeah. Uh, so this morning we were in Richmond, um, filming uh, a segment for Wicked Women of Richmond. Uh, which is kind of its own thing, aside from the Red Vein documentary. But uh, the footage that we're that we got, there we're going to use in the documentary too. Um, it's a it, we were at a Synergy Tattoo in Richmond, mm. um, filming the owner and artist Sabrina Elliott, uh, talking with her about everything that she does. Um, which is not just tattooing; it's pretty crazy. So you got to sit in there. Or you got to tune in and, and check out that interview for sure. Um, but uh, the, the filming for the doc is off to a great start. Um, so if any of our listeners are, are interested, uh, we've set up a Facebook page um, showing our progress. And you can find the links there to our Indiegogo campaign. Um, the Facebook page is Red Vein Documentary. Um, and if you go, if you want to just go straight to Indiegogo, you can do that too, Indiegogo.com, and then you search for the Red Vein Documentary, and we'll come right up. We've got all our reward tiers up there, uh, a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, I don't know how much time you guys want me to take up talking about this, because I could probably talk for the whole show, and I don't know if anybody wants that. Um. <laughs>
2: Well, what are the, what are the reward tiers? Uh,
1: so the base level, um, the first uh, tier that you get a reward for, because you can donate money without getting a reward, uh, but the first level to get a reward is uh fifteen dollars, and it's um called the digital screener, or I'm sorry, digital behind the scenes content. Um, you, you will have access to private uh social media pages uh, where we'll be giving updates um, and kind of backstage while we're filming that sort of thing going on. Um, And it's going to be pretty constant. It's going to be at least weekly, probably even more than that um, because the owners of the haunt are going to have access to that feed too. Um, So anytime something cool is happening that, you know, we can put out there without having to, edit and add music to and produce and you know, all Mm -hmm. that we'll be able to release Mm -hmm. it to people right away. Um, Some of the uh, other ones. So like, that's the, that's the first one, you know, there's a $25 tier, $50 tier Um, where it starts to get really cool is a little bit higher. Um, One tier is for 250 called be a part of the film. And we're actually going to have people that go through the haunt uh, wearing GoPros um so that we can capture the experience without oh. uh, kind of disrupting with our own cameras um and those I people will that. <laughs> those people will be interviewed afterward for um you know for the film to just kind of give their reactions say what their favorite mm-hmm. parts were um and it'll uh, you know it's something that we can use that footage in the movie of mm-hmm. um Uh, For $350, you can have backstage actual access. Um, We'll give you a night when you can come to the haunt and you will see the characters get into makeup and costume. You can walk through the haunt with the lights on, uh, look at things in detail that you wouldn't really get to see otherwise because you're busy running through a dark room trying to get away from the characters most of the time. Um, The coolest tier that we have is $50. I'm sorry, five hundred dollars oh, dine shoot. at the haunt um this is for you and a guest uh we're doing a catered a friend we're doing <laughs> a catered meal in the middle of the haunt which half of it's outdoor so this is probably going to be set up outdoors in the middle of a cornfield oh, and wow. you will have a catered meal with haunt actors who are in character the whole time
0: So is this going to be like in like spooky season or is this going to be like before some
1: of it's going to be, we're not sure about that yet because we're going to have to have a date when we can get everybody together and Uh in character. And also, you know, we're giving this, this tier to six people who've paid for it. So we've got to find a date that works for all those people as well.
0: Right. Right. Or, you know, or else it's (laughs)
1: scheduling on that. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to need it. Uh, And for a thousand dollars, you could be a producer. So if you uh, want an IMDB credit, because this is going to be a real thing uh, you can, you can spring for that one. Um, We're, we're already, like, we're meeting with people, uh, actually, after we record today, we're going to go meet uh, and talk to some people about marketing and music and sound design, mm-hmm. um, all those things at once, I know. Uh, we have some connections um, with people who we know that can get us into different film festivals. Um, we... Big shit. Yeah, we have a connection with somebody who can get us um, involved with, uh, well, they've they've done their own show before that's on Amazon prime. So we know at a minimum, we could have it available there once it's all cut together and everything. Um, but we're making connections with theaters who'll, you know, kind of let us rent out, do like midnight screenings, you know, similar to like a Rocky horror or, uh, Mm. even like Dolomite. (laughs) <laughs> if anybody got to see that one. I like the um, range
0: on these, like Rocky Har
1: or Dolomite. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was the uh, Dolomite, the way that if you saw the uh, Rudy, May, Rudy Ray Moore pick that uh, Eddie Murphy did on Netflix, that was how he got his own distribution because he couldn't make any deals with the production companies to oh. get distribution. So he started going out on his own on tour and would host these, you know, midnight screenings, and actually be out there as Dolomite meeting fans and everything. Nice. So it, I was, like it. yeah. So that kind of idea is what we're, okay, what we're going for. Um, so but, you if, know.
0: if somebody wants to donate, I, I think you said at the beginning, but say it again. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, what's it, the it, link? Indiegogo uh, is where we are, and you can search for Red Vein Doc. Uh, we don't have a. We've got a shorter URL, but it's still just as hard to get to. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. If you're listening right now, you can go to the show notes on the Mouthy Broadcast webpage and we'll have a link in the bio or link in the show notes there. Um, My Facebook page is full of public posts with the link out. Um, And also there is a Facebook page um, dedicated just to promoting the doc, Red Vein Documentary. uh, And the link's all over there too.
0: Okay. But it's so. probably the best way if you're listening to this, go to MouthyBroadcast.com yep. and find the, the link in our show notes mm-hmm. or on our Twitter at Mouthy Broadcast, Facebook, Mouthy Broadcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's been posted on Mouthy Broadcast Facebook too. Yeah. So
0: so yeah. yeah, I gotta I gotta go look at it and find a level that I wanna donate. I still haven't been to this hall. I need to do it. Like I was supposed to come up for the murder mystery thing. And then we kind of scheduled some Bell and up stuff.
1: Right. Well, and the murder mystery sold out immediately. Oh, so, okay. and that's, yeah, it sold out it. so fast. And there is, a we're going to go film the, um, murder mystery dress rehearsal this okay. week. Um, if you are free on Thursday night, you can come to the dress rehearsal. I'm not. Okay. I'm, yeah, I gotta, I <laughs> You're like, I'm not free ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's just that I have to be at work on Thursday and I can't see myself driving up for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm already burning the fucking
1: candle at both ends, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But we're trying to capture. So um, I know you've heard me talk about Red Vein Haunt a lot on this show. Maybe you're a li- new listener though, and you haven't. Uh, Red Vein Haunt, does so much more than just haunt um, they 've opened an escape room um, they're running haunted history tours they just started doing these murder mystery dinners and the interest in that was so great they 've already got a waiting list large enough to schedule another one but the coordination involved with scheduling another one again is yeah. you know thirteen actors who are available and need to be paid for it yeah. uh, a winery <laughs> involved that has to come and serve the drinks, and then the Henry Clay Inn where they're holding it, you know, being able to serve the dinner and have their wait staff right. there, so it's,
0: So one yeah. of the things that we have started to do for uh, Matthew Broadcast, yeah, that's the show we're <laughs> doing right now. <laughs> Different show. Uh, one of the things we're gonna do for Bell and Dubs this year, we've got a couple of scenes that have uh, an excessive amount of characters being played in the scene at the same time and kind of playing back and forth. And well, I originally wanted to get everybody in the same on the same schedule. And I was like, realistically, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard enough to get the three of us on the same <laughs> schedule. I can't even imagine trying to get all these people like, you know, to, to show up to record, even if it's virtual recording over Zoom or Skype or whatever. Um, there we go. Now we can see all of us. Um so so what we've decided to do, and I know it won't work for Red Redvein for some of this stuff where people have paid because we ain't paying anybody shit. <laughs> um, I'm just going to set a date for this one particular episode that works for me and Justin, that works for Haley, that works for the other main character that's in the show, and just say, if you can show up at this time and this date, do it. If not, we'll upload the audio, whatever we record, and then you can fill in your lines. And you can hear what's going on, because scheduling is gonna be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> like that's all we did last night. Uh, if patrons saw the show earlier, i um, like wearing my sweatpants and my grungy ass clothes that I wore last night, because I was over at Justin's house at two, two o'clock in the morning after doing some recording and editing, and uh, and planning. And like I think we just sat for like a good two hours and talked about what order we need to do stuff in. Yeah. Which scenes do we need to record first and and how we're going to tackle that because it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, when I started thinking about, like, God, imagine if this was fucking film. Like, I can get away with a lot of bullshit uh, by having people record separately uh-huh. and just send in their audio because this is behind the scenes now, but whatever. Um, (laughs) We can get away with that because it's just audio. I can't even imagine trying to put
1: together like if this was filmed. Mm -hmm. It seems fucking insane to me. Yeah. Well, that's the good thing about a documentary is that we're just documenting what's already happening.
0: (laughs) Um. So, yeah, so the Bell and Dubs update, like like I said, we recorded some stuff. It's finally, it's finally starting to go to production. It's cool as shit. Uh, we're going to record a whole bunch of stuff, and then um, Peter and Charlene are going to be reacting to <laughs> a lot of it. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we still have some roles open. So if you're interested and if you have a microphone... Freaking hit me up because I need, some, I need some shit done. No, we're not going to pay you, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting paid for it. When After Justin and I get paid for the, uh, the part-time job that we've carried on for the past two fucking months, then, <laughs> then we can start paying for the actors, too. We're not going to. Um, we are looking for some creative ways to put this on YouTube, though, because I feel like, I feel like this needs to be on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't, we thought of some ways to do it, but if there's anybody out there with like creative ideas, looking at you, um, hit us up because like we're, we're trying to, we're trying to branch out and we're trying to do some, some cool shit with this show and get it into the faces of more people, you know, cause I just, I don't know. I don't know, man. I want more people to listen to it. hmm <laughs> It's a lot of fun. We're putting a lot of hard work into it. I want more people to listen to it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Expand you that
0: reach. You personally, I'm talking to you, whoever you are. Um, if you have not, I have to listened to it, it. I did. I know. Stop but pointing said, at me, if, if you haven't, so I'm not talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't, uh, go <laughs> listen to it right now. Um, and you got started episode one. Started episode one. There are some people that try to listen to the. The bonus episodes first and that's like no you've you got to go back doesn't to- make
1: sense anymore start at the beginning.
0: <laughs> it's not like a regular podcast where you can just listen to whatever the latest episode is and then catch up they're 20 minute episodes go to the beginning listen to the story it's like a season of tv like you can't just put yeah. up a story arc wherever the hell you want you have to go to the beginning. So, um, God, I feel like there was some other update I had to say, and I was like, I'll talk about this on the regular show, and then uh, I'm not going to twist
1: this on the Patreon.
0: (laughs) I love the impersonation
1: of myself. Yeah, you did a glorious impersonation of yourself.
2: (laughs) Sounded just like you.
1: Right? Um,
0: But I don't remember what any of that shit is now, so... Give us a dollar and go listen to the Patreon show and hear the stuff
1: <laughs> that I said I was going to talk hear about. The stuff you said you were going to talk about, and then tell us what it was. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> none of us are going to go back and listen to our own shit. No, I got other <laughs> things to fucking do, man. I got, I got
0: stuff to do. Uh, I like. I want to take a nap. I got so much to do after this. I don't what are you? What are you doing after this? uh i got to artwork to do for tommy v oh nice because i owe him again uh-huh <laughs> he did some something cool for me as a surprise oh um, i and i can't talk about it yet but he's done something else for me and and i need to catch up and do some artwork for him and he's gonna pay me for it but i still owe him
1: yeah the,
0: not sexual favors just regular favors
1: art favors
0: <laughs> um, and then I've got I've got some other like editing and bell and dubs shit to do but okay we need to move on to this because uh, we've already done like half the fucking show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the big fucking controversy this week and yeah it's, it's like a week old now at this point I don't give a shit it's our show we're gonna talk about what we want um, the Super Bowl halftime show I didn't watch it. I mean, I did eventually because everybody was talking about it. But I don't watch the Super Bowl. I don't give two shits. I don't I don't want to watch the commercials. I just watched on YouTube later. Or ahead of time, show. which is what they're doing now. Right. You not even have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't until, like, there was a controversy about the halftime show that I started paying attention. Like, I started seeing people saying... Um, you know, you support women, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think I was seeing more controversy, like people backing up the halftime show and saying that it was good and we shouldn't be talking shit about them more than I was seeing anybody hating on it.
1: Did you guys see anybody like... So initially, all I saw was this halftime show sucks. There hasn't been a good halftime show since Prince. Prince. Why do we see, have to have true. a halftime show anyway? This is boring. I'm gonna watch the Puppy Bowl. That's what I was seeing at first, and then the day after, I heard that there was controversy.
0: And so you didn't really see, hear and, a whole and exactly
1: lot of you know. like what you said, I was seeing people say, "All the people complaining about those scantily clad women. What about this? What about that?" So I was seeing the counter argument. Mm-hmm. of the quote-unquote controversy which led me to finally uncover the controversy which was j-lo and shakira were too sexy and people didn't like it
2: <laughs> um now i saw some people that were upset about it they were saying like this isn't family friendly and you know blah 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 and i was like you're watching a you're watching a sport where guys are giving concussions to each other. Like, what are you complaining about? Family friendly for?
1: Mm-hmm, right. That's yeah. That's and my thoughts
2: like, exactly. Their <laughs> out their outfits were too revealing. Blah, blah blah. I'm like, well, what do you think figure skaters wear? Like.
1: Or how about cheerleaders?
2: Yeah, which are on the sidelines constantly. So, um, so I I watched it a day later, and I was like, this is rather tame and i did
1: eventually i think maybe like three days in um i saw like i started looking at the posts because like i would see like somebody post in support and then i started looking at the comment threads underneath and i did see a few a few of them where it was women uh saying things like i felt uncomfortable watching that with my daughter
2: why? You know, and and Jayla's on a stripper pole. I'm like, do you realize that pole dancing is actually like a sport that like people do now? Like- <laughs> but
1: specifically back to Peter's argument about, you know, you're watching a sport where people just give each other concussions on the regular. You don't feel uncomfortable watching that with your son, but you feel yeah. uncomfortable watching women dance. And it wasn't with your that daughter. Bad. It really, it was really not- wasn't. And even the. The pole routines that were going on—it was not stripper routines. No, it was, it was not even a predominant part of the performance. Right, right. And it was a dance. It was a choreographed dance piece with specific dance moves. It wasn't. I'm gonna gyrate my hips for money. You know, right? I mean?
0: I mean, a lot of what Shakira was doing was like basically just belly dancing. Exactly,
1: and Shakira. For those of you who don't know, Shakira is half Lebanese. Ah. So she actually uh, does a lot of belly dancing moves. Okay. That's why makes, her hips don't lie. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes <laughs> sense. I'm actually
0: watching it, it made me want to get back into belly dancing. Like I've, mm-hmm. I used to take classes. It was one of the few like sport type things or like any type of class like that I've enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I've hated just about everything else. Spin class. Uh, I took the stripper class a couple of times. Um, <laughs> was it strip
1: class or was it pole fitness? It was pole fitness. All right, then. Um, we just said, uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. It's a sport. I just wanted to
0: call it stripper <laughs> class. Um, and my cat opened the door and just left it wide open. So my roommate's probably like, what the fuck is she talking about? Oh, that dumb podcast. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, like I've tried all this different stuff and I I really enjoyed belly dancing. I don't know if I'm any good at it. I don't give a shit. It was fun and it felt good to do and like I don't know, it was it was just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um anyways, so yeah, like I watched it and I'm like I don't I don't see anything that should be controversial about it. I yeah. I barely saw anybody talking shit about it. I saw one female friend who said something like, you know, this is it's we just need people throwing dollar bills at them or something like that. Like she called them strippers or, you know, basically mm. okay. and I was like, have you ever been to a strip club? Because <laughs> no. Well,
2: and also pole dancing is like a thing. Like it's not just a stripper thing. Like,
0: yeah, but I mean, mm-hmm. even the dancing portion of it, I mean, it, no, what I'm saying is like, none of it, it looked like strippers dancing. Yeah. Right. Even the poll part of it did right. not look like stripper. This is clearly somebody who has never shoved a dollar bill
1: into somebody's yeah. ass. Is what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw more during Janet Jackson's show than I did during. Well, the- everybody saw more during Janet Jackson's show, and uh, nobody complained last year when what's his name had his shirt off the entire time. Uh, the Adam mur- Levine. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this show was way sexier than fucking topless Adam Chipotle Levine. bag
1: Adam Levine <laughs> <laughs> what I, feel saying, like, fucking I feel like Beyonce was even more scantily clad than they were when she did mm-hmm. her show a few years back
0: so here's here's my theory because I um, I definitely was thinking that I was seeing a disproportionate amount of people like there were more people saying stop saying all these negative things about the super bowl than i was and actually there seeing things seeing yeah.
1: saying negative things it may also have to do with our friend pool i you know somebody you know? pointed that out somebody i don't have I'm a, a lot of uptight friends who are gonna be like put some clothes on you hooker you well, know <laughs> when i finally asked about it i started seeing
0: more from like older family members mm-hmm. you know or like um people who were like kind of in the older end of Gen X and younger baby boomers. Okay. And a lot of those people I've probably muted for one reason or another on (laughs) Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) So when somebody pointed that out, I was like, yeah, this is exactly why I'm asking. I want to know if people actually had a problem with it. And there definitely, there was more than I was originally seeing. Like when I asked, you know, I want to hear what people are saying. Um, but I also feel like there's a big element of um, when it comes to social media, like people just feed off of the hype. People feed off of the controversy more than they're actually feeding off of what is, I don't think I'm saying this right. Like if you see five of your no. friends saying, oh, everybody's being so negative about the Super Bowl, whether or not you've actually seen
1: the negativity, You think that people are out there doing it. Yes. Well, and I think we've talked about this before with things like Star Wars hate and, um, you know, like the anti feminism movement where you see people saying so much like, stop putting this thing down, stop putting this thing down, stop putting this thing down. And you don't even see the person that's putting it down. Right. Right. So, yeah, that's gotten, that's a big part of, of the internet right now. Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, I, f- I think I first started noticing that that whole thing when um the new doctor was announced
1: a few years. Yes, ago. that's what that's what I was thinking of when we yep. got a woman doctor and also the hate on a possible um mm-hmm. black James Bond,
2: Captain Marvel.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: But Captain Marvel's not like changing gender, right? There's Ghostbusters, for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> but the thing is specifically with the doctor is that I was seeing a lot of people saying like, Oh, I'm so happy for her. Like, and all the, all the uh, incels are getting pissed off and blah, 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 blah. And you know, like I asked one of my friends who's like kind of connected with the doctor who community. Um, She was, I don't want to say who it is, but she's connected with the community. And I asked her, I was like, uh, you know, how much of this have you actually seen? How much negativity have you actually seen? And she was like, I've really hardly seen any. I mean, it's out there, but she she confirmed that it was like there's more people who are like ranting and raving about. You know, people need to shut up and accept the new doctor more than there are actually people being negative. You know, and it's people kind of feed off of of each other. in that sense and i was like holy shit and i started thinking about it like i started noticing that kind of thing more and more you know it's like we just it's weird like i don't think they're just like a conspiracy or anything like to drive us apart but i think it it it's
1: it's part of like why we're all fucking angry at each other all the time it's the um God, now i'm not gonna now I've been too long out of this class. I'm not gonna remember it um, so uh I had to study rhetoric um and we had to learn about these different fallacies, and there are a few there's the red herring fallacy and there's the straw straw man fallacy ah, so okay. the red herring fallacy is when you keep arguing about something that nobody else is arguing about just to distract them from what the actual issue is. Okay. The straw man fallacy is when you build up, like as a debater, you build up the opponent's case. Correct. (laughs) You build up the opponent's case, but you build it up very weakly so you can knock it down as if it was a straw man.
0: Okay. This um, is like a combination between the two almost. Yeah.
1: And there's a few more in there that are commonly used. And if um, my former professor were listening to me right now, she'd be just tisking t- 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 me and telling me how wrong I am because I'm, I'm using it wrong, but it's, a, it's a common, um, uh, there are common arguments where this happens again and again and have mm-hmm. happened since the time of Socrates um, oh. I think he's the one that that identified all these fallacies, and again i 'm probably wrong with all of this, so Look, you know you can just be completely making this shit up that's right, so uh, just call us or email us and tell us how wrong I am. Just be like, <laughs> Lauren is wrong, everyone she i sucks. didn't get any of your fancy college learnings
0: <laughs> i don't know none of this stuff, but uh so one of the other things I kept seeing was oh, they look so good for their age. They look so good for their age. And one of my friends was like, fuck that. They look good for any age. Like, why do you have to discount how they look for their age? You right. Know? And I was like, God damn, she's fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> they, look good for, they look good for 30. They look good for
1: 20. Like, they're know, beautiful women. Yeah. We don't like, have to focus on their age and man, like i I still
0: say that like, I don't know, I mean, this is nothing new, like women are judged on their age like constantly, yeah, constantly, and I think people haven't got out of this mindset that like if you're forty, that you should look like an old fucking maid, you know, like you're not you're not over the hill when you're forty, you know, women don't turn into fucking crazy old cat ladies instantly <laughs> well i do but you know this, yeah.
2: critis- this criticism gets uh gets thrown at madonna all the time where sh- people are like oh she's too old to be you know acting sexy or doing songs about sex and it's like you who fucking care like
1: right i haven't heard she- it about madonna in a while because she's kind- but um a few years ago it was a big thing with susan sarandon Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She she wore a dress showing off them titties and got told she was too old for that. Bullshit. You know who never gets told that she's too old for being sexy or too, too old to be sexy? Betty so. White. <laughs> well, Helen Mirren. Well, yeah, everybody wants to fuck Helen Mirren. She's like 80. <laughs> but still, it's like, we, you know, I don't know. Fuck, I'm just. <laughs> but I'm still, it's off. like I'd fuck Helen Mirren. She's a hot grandma, <laughs> right? Like that's exactly. what everybody says. G milf. I'm oh. gonna suck on them G milf titties. <laughs> <sighs> it, it's like <laughs>
0: women. Women have to have age as a disclaimer, where men t- seem to get like it's a it's a bonus for men like as you age you get distinguished and more like i don't know like you get you get bonus points for being old and sexy when you're a dude and oh, it's, it's a, like it's, oh you're you're old but but you're still sexy it,
2: it's a problem with actresses like once they reach a certain age like uh movies just don't want them anymore
1: they amy schumer it. had a great skit about the last fuckable day yeah. And it was I think her, it was uh they had Tina Fey and Julia Louis-Dreyfus and they were talking about oh it's my last fuckable day. After this I can only get roles as an old crone. And they talked about how Sally Fields went from playing Tom Hanks's love interest in one movie to playing his mother in Forrest Gump. Um right. <laughs> you know. And all these women who are just kinda like cast away and don't get to work for the majority mm-hmm. of the career. And then maybe if they're lucky they can come back and be an old lady and something.
0: Right. You can't play a middle aged woman in right. Hollywood. You have to be young and hot or old. Yeah. Like I don't know if you guys remember we uh I think we talked about this in the show, but I was getting real pissed off and like uh Marissa Tomei was cast as Aunt May. Aunt May, yes. People were still yes. so fucking shitty because Aunt May is supposed to look old. Well, yeah, in 1950 or whatever, when they <laughs> were children, that's what 50-year-old women look like. That's what an, that's what an aunt would have looked like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Women age faster. People in general aged faster. Sorry, but women of you know, a certain age, that's what they still look like. You can be hot and be over 50. You don't have to turn into a fucking little old lady with white hair. You know?
2: More Uh, like Aunt Bay, am I right? Right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, my Peter Tingle. (laughs) Peter Tingle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My Peter Tingle when I looked at Aunt May. I'm just saying. I don't even have one
1: but it tingled but he had that phantom peter tingling
2: yeah well, it also makes sense that like his aunt would look like somebody at his parents age rather than his grandma you know yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. right yeah. yeah that's what i'm saying like i mean his parents probably looked old as fuck in the original spider-man
1: because you know <laughs> he would turn 40 and you would be like that's right He's in the 50s shit. you turned 40 and you were just old because you're smoking, like, five packs of cigarettes a you're day. You're smoking five packs a day. You're dropping kids out of you from the time you're 19. <laughs> like, you're just having, like, 10 kids by the time you're 34. Anybody would look like shit. I lived through the depression. <laughs> <laughs> I survived on hard tack and <laughs> <duh>. old milk. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making stuff up now. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Giving him biscuits. Uh.
0: Anyways, Sop up the old milk. Old milk with my biscuit.
1: My G milk titties. <laughs> you think Helen Mirren has an old biscuit? Yes, yeah, she does. I still butter that biscuit, though. You butter that biscuit. <laughs> you butter that old stuffy British biscuit what (laughs) fuck the show (laughs) just saying stuff
0: now I know we're just just bullshit it's absolute bullshit (laughs) so I think it's time we wrap the show up we've done enough damage for one day yes we're Mouthy Broadcast we're at mouthybroadcast.com we're on Facebook Instagram Twitter at Mouthy Broadcast and we're on Patreon give us a dollar and you can get bonus content And uh, you can call us at 757-541-C-U-N-T. And we'll see you next Tuesday, motherfuckers.
1: (laughs) Peace out.